This is Stinky Lafitte reporting for Obligations at the Lounge. I'm standing here inside BJ's Lounge, your Ninth Ward living room, in front of what was the Christmas tree, but what is now the Mardi Gras tree. And the reports are true. Yes, the reports are true. That pothole Pete's head has been stolen. Yes, Pothole Pete's head has been taken from the top of the Mardi Gras tree. Now, folks, I know this is hard news to hear, and we don't want to ruin your carnival season, so please, just say your prayers, cross your fingers, in hopes that Pothole Pete will be returned with a new body to his pothole on Mardi Gras Day. At the lounge. At the lounge. Some obligations at the lounge. There's someone I gotta see. My boys are waiting on me. I got some obligations at the lounge. Hello, welcome to Obligations at the Lounge, uh, BJ's Lounge podcast about neighborhood bars and beyond fucking good job wow i had one campari already so i'm really on my shit way to go three cups of coffee one shot of campari well ready uh, to roll i'm that that news report it was really i'm i kind of i'm i'm up in arms kind of freaking out here i'm a little freaking out i mean that was great reporting by stinky lafitte it was i'm grateful that he was on the case well, from the get. What's interesting is that th- th- there is a mannequin head on the Mardi Gras. Tree. I was gonna say because when I was doing the t- when I was doing the T-shirts the other Tuesday, there was a head on there. It did not look familiar. And, and that's the thief was smart. Oh, it was swapped. It was swapped for another head. And you know, we, we're going about our day. We don't, you know, we're still like less oh, handsome than Pothole Pete. Guess, and you know what else? Huh. It was disguised. Uh, yeah, as Uncle Sam. As Uncle Sam. We don't this, like him. This was a this was a very intelligent thief. Yeah. Um, smart news, but uh, Stinky Lafitte uh, came in and noticed that something was off, and he in and, and it turns out that that Pothole Pete is is missing again, man. Well, hopefully he shows again. Maybe there's uh, some elves in the works or something. I don't know, but I know you know. I'm just I'm a little worried that uh, you know that the Bajazians are gonna go ape shit. You know, <laughs> so, they don't like change. But, but Bajazians, <laughs> listen, just just relax. Stinky's on the ground. S- Stinky's <laughs> stinky. Stinky's on this. Uh, he's already interviewing people. Yeah. He's gonna figure this out. Nose to the ground, figuring out, sniffing out pothole Pete. I'm just hoping that. You know, that Pothole Pete is like doing what he did before, like going to all these parties and stuff. Yeah. And coming back in a glow up moment of like polished, looking good, ready for carnival. Well, that's I'm just going to have to feel that way. I'm just going to have to hope that he's going to be back. I I, wasn't planning on being here for Mardi Gras Day. Really? Well, I was I was going to go to Cajun Mardi Gras. Uh huh. But um, now I'm torn. I bet. You know? I'll be Maybe here. I'll have to, hopefully Pothole Pete will reemerge again at 6 a.m. on Mardi Gras Day, and then I can see it and then quickly drive to... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, when he reemerged the first time, it was very early. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe that's better anyways, because I'm not trying to... Last year, no, two years ago when I went to Cajun Mardi Gras, I did Lundi Gras all day, 
you know, did yeah. psychedelics, had a great time. Uh-huh. But then that night I drove out to Lafayette for Cajun Mardi Gras and the drive was so horrible. I was like throwing water in my face and slapping myself in the face to not fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking this year, a 4 a.m. drive, sleep like yeah. a normal person, uh-huh. hit the road as the sun comes up. More psychedelics probably. You need yeah, to. but like not in <laughs> not in the driving process. <laughs> More time in between uh, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. let's you know, let's be uh, safe. Yeah, let's not take psychedelics and drive. Too I much, wasn't too high much. on psychedelics while I was driving. Uh, okay. I was tired yeah. from the psychedelic trip, which made the driving hard. I'm just saying that uh, when I've taken psychedelics and driven, <laughs> they they wake me up. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Woo! Absolutely. When you're on them, yes. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. afterwards you're quite exhausted. Yeah, but you know it's probably best not to drive on them. Uh, no, but no, uh, no, no. PSA: yeah. safe driving during Mardi Gras or don't drive at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you're here for it because I I'll be here and we started this whole podcast. I know. Now the pressure's on. Oh, it was like a year ago. I was getting a little sentimental. Yeah. You know, it was almost oh, a shit, year ago right. wow. uh, that we recorded it. Right? It feels a lot longer. When we knocked on the door, if you go back to the very first mm-hmm. episode, one of the first things you're going to hear is us knocking on Jennifer's door. We should release that video. <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, trying to figure out uh, all this stuff about Pothole Pete. Mm-hmm. And you all, you all know the story, but this, the plot thickens because Stinky Lafitte is, you know, is letting us know these things. Um, gosh. Well, that's a lot to take, but... Uh, that is a lot to take. Yeah. I'm excited to find out what happens, and I hope that he's safe out there. Me too. I'm also super excited about this episode. Just in Oh, shit. Yeah, me too. I mean, this is like... Uh, I can't believe you know, how great uh, this interview is, um, and I, you know, I don't want to get into too much too much about it, because yeah. we're going to discuss it in the, in the outro, but... Um, we got Cindy Wood, as, as you probably know by now, mm-hmm. of Vaughn's. Um, and it was really was, you know, another remote uh, interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, it just was great. I hadn't got to talk to her for a while. But um, so this interview. Incredible in the, storytelling. Yes. And this whole episode, too, because. In addition to that, I recorded uh, Miss Martha mm-hmm. last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went and mixed it this morning. Cool. And the songs are going to be kick-ass. So. Oh, yeah. They sounded so good last so night. So this is like a cream of the crop fucking episode. I know. I mean, I feel like everybody really picked up on when we did the Miss Jean episode, and I was just in awe of all of her stories mm-hmm. and just being able to sit there like a little kid with like, you know, big eyes listening. And I felt the same way sitting with Cindy. And just hearing her tell all these stories and me just being like, oh, my God. Yeah. That was both of our vibes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, as we normally do, we're getting ahead because we always start talking about the interview. I just want to get the listener as excited (laughs) as I am just to hear it back. Yeah. I just want to listen to the interview over and over. Stick around because like. Stick around is really fucking cool. Stories. she, She tells stories. It's so great. You know, just. Uh, the long form story is so great, and little Freddie told the long form story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Jean tell these long yeah, form yeah, stories, yeah. and it's just like so great just to sit and listen, and it's just and they're just so good. Um, but uh, there, you know, there's other stuff going on here at the lounge, uh, yeah. You know, besides, um, you know, like the fact that um, we got three new pool cues. 
Oh shit! It <laughs> happened. Actually, you know Stuart, who's always here playing pool. Yeah. Um, he was saying that he was wondering what happened to one of the old pool cues because he wanted to frame it because it meant so much to him. Oh no! And I was like, I don't know. There's been talk about um getting new ones. People have been complaining about these crooked pool cues, and he was like, No, that was my lucky cue, oh. and I won it. So I'm like, I don't. Is it thrown out? Is Looking it lucky coin, I think traded them out. Oh shit! But they had so. Sorry, man. I had reg been getting a lot of um, uh, comment cards. Comment <laughs> cards about will you get some new some pool chalk, the white one. Oh white yeah, because yeah. we were about out. It was just crumbs, you know. Yeah. And would you get some pool cues? And um, it was pretty funny because I came in, um, you know, I made the call to Lucky Coin, and right. it was actually very easy they just brought them over i was like damn that was easy yeah and then um and so but i came in uh like that night and I, and I looked at uh german's white sheet and it had said chalk and pool cues like with exclamation points because oh. i guess he was tired of people saying but He's then getting <laughs> but then it was scratched out because oh, it, it showed up yeah so he so somebody had come and said man where's the fucking pool key right and the chalk what's going on and then like right santa when, fucking showed right up when they did that they came in hey here it is so that's huge news here at bj's um y- you know our billiard table um we haven't really talked about billiards here no but people use it a lot and we yeah. have a this beautiful nascar light that hangs above it yeah that i quite like yeah i mean that's that's uh from the 80s i've heard it's a fucking antique mm-hmm. uh, one of a kind it is yeah and it still works so yeah. ha yeah still works but um and the pool table also one of the things about bj's and the pool table that um a lot of people know is that before a show mm-hmm. okay so before a show the pool table's sort of like in the dancing area and one of the great community things that we do here at BJ's Lounge is, uh, you know, as you all may know, a pool table is pretty fucking heavy. It's really heavy. So we have to gather up people. Um, and it's often I'll just like say, hey, man. Hey, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and they'll be like, will you help me push the pool table? And so like the the band will be like sound checking it or something. And then <laughs> we'll put, we have to push the pool table against the wall. And it's just a big. Wall. <laughs> it's, it's, huge. Yeah. it's so fucking loud. It's really loud. And so everybody. And then after, inevitably after it happens, you get this, this crowd like, yeah. I know. <laughs> People are so weird. They just really enjoy like, um, I don't know, a, a community effort. I do too. Yeah, I it, mean, I appreciate it because I can't push that thing by myself. It, it's one of those things too. We have a we have a jack for it that we can jack it up yeah, that and is wheel hilarious. it. But that shit, there's there's no community effort. I could do it by myself. Also, it that's it takes so long. It does take too long. But it's one of those things. Like if we didn't have to do that, you know, it, you know, because it can't be good on the fucking pool table or the floor. <laughs> or actually, the now floor. that I'm thinking about it. But the fact is, is that it's one of those things that. One of those little things mm-hmm. that I love about yeah. BJ's Lounge, it just kind of brings people together for a moment. Yeah, I think it also keeps people from being upset when you have to go up and be like, hey, you need to stop playing your pool game because we have music starting. I know. But <laughs> why, right once you don't just kick them out, you're like, hey, could you help me move it? It <laughs> becomes like a camaraderie thing and no one's mad at you anymore, yeah, which it, helps. It is. It's yeah. it, it is totally cool because mm-hmm. it, 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 inevitably you have to be like, um. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. After this yes, game, after no this more. game, we gotta push <laughs> the thing over. And then they push it over, and then and, and then they're done. And then you go, "Hey, could you help me push it?" I know. <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, dude." It's really the little things. And then we also have this plywood, and uh, and an old uh, 
Kristen Palmer. <laughs> oh, is that what that sign. is? I yes. never see it flipped over. Yeah, it just flipped over, and it's just you know, and it covers the pool table, and then they help move that, and it's you know, it's just one of those ways that we um, we commune over here yeah. at the lounge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So come in on a Friday or Saturday night mm-hmm. around eight ish. <laughs> Yeah, and you can help move the pool table. Yeah, you can help move the pool table. If you want to instantly become a part of the BJ's family, get to work. <laughs> it, it, that is a very true. It does help. It, yeah, it lend help, a hand. It helps anywhere you go. We won't really. forget it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if yeah, if you hang out long enough, we'll 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 find something for you to do around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of stuff to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, been really busy every day working on getting the. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the backyard looking good. Yeah, and I think I'm, I made a, de- a decision, and I think that this was uh, Teal had said this. I think it sounds better. It, it was going to be BJ's Ninth Ward Beer Garden, mm-hmm. but I think, and you tell me what you think. Okay. BJ's Ninth Ward Backyard. Yeah, something about beer garden makes me not want to go. Yeah. Not because of any, like, not because of whatever, you know. Like, Bratzial has their beer garden. That's cool. It's like a German place. But, I don't know. We're just a dive bar. I know. And think about our motto inside, as Stinky Lafitte said. Right. Right? Is BJ's Your Ninth Ward Living Room. Right. Oh, and sure. And so the outside mm-hmm. is BJ's back backyard. Y- your ninth yard. Your, <laughs> ninth your ni- ward backyard. backyard. Right. No, that's nice. Keep it like the house. Yeah, it's it's a unified thing. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Teal, for that. Fuck yeah! Shout out to Teal. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, He's so got his retro BJ's hoodie on today, which looks really good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he said something to me right when he I I I went out the back door and he was out there uh, talking with Virgin. And he goes, and I just heard right in the middle of the conversation, and he's like, he's like, so he said, they say that, that humans are the only animal that cry. He's like, but what about fish? How do you know? Who is he, Kurt Cobain? <laughs> how, do you know they, <laughs> how do you know they don't cry? Yeah, that's actually all been proven, disproven. <laughs> so he's onto something. But there are plenty of studies that are saying that ain't real. Oh, yeah? Other, yeah. other animals cry? Like animals feel things. Yeah. But yeah. Do, but I'm do, not a vegan PS, but, you but know. do they cry? I think they do, yeah. But fish are swimming, so you can't tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's that Nirvana song, you know? Yeah. Fish don't have any feelings. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Damn, bring it down. Don't bring me down with Nirvana shit, man. I know. Yeah, that is quite depressing. Yeah. Okay, well, to bring it back up and back to community. Up, up, <laughs> up. Um, I had a realization the other day that service industry nights have fallen to the wayside post-COVID. Yeah. And so I did like a little shout out to figure out if anyone, wherever they work, still does them. And only like four people gave me a yes. Which doesn't mean that that's an accurate depiction of what's mm-hmm. actually happening. Yeah. But a lot of people hit me up and were like, yeah, what the fuck happened to them? Which I understand, you know, during COVID, everyone was struggling too much to be giving out discounts to people, even if they are like our comrades in service industry. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we are on the up and up from that time. And so I'm like, Feels like we got to bring that back. I saw that Anna's was doing it and they were really cool. And they made sure to like be very clear about the fact that pedicabbers and sex workers were included in service industry, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And a couple people told me that like maybe P Rogues had one the other week and like one other restaurant. But I think this is a shout out to we need to bring this back. Yeah. Especially with carnival season and like festival season coming. To the lounge, you mean? 
to the lounge and just in general to like to bring it up to the places where we work and just to remember that like it means a lot to everybody to know that they have a place to go on a night to hang out and save a couple dollars and they so you would come in and you would show like your check stub or a picture of your check that's how it was and then and then you get like sweet deals yeah, you yeah you get a discount. Yeah. It's like one day of the week is like you know it's Mondays or whatever. Mondays I don't remember or Tuesdays probably. Yeah, I don't remember what day it, it used to be, but it was always that. And like you would come in and they just be like, where? Most of the time it was just like, where do you work? Or most people know you and they know where you work already. But if they don't, you can just show a pay stub, and it's like, okay, cool, fuck yeah, you get this discount. I'm I'm down, man. I think uh, we should organize BJ's one. We're gonna, where you definitely are. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know the deets on it yet, but. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to organize it. But we're going to organize it. Before our next episode, it will be happening. Yeah. And if y'all's place is doing this, hit us up. Yeah. So that we can tell people to go support you because I think that's awesome. Indeed. Bring back service industry nights. Yeah, man. Power to the, the people. We tip really good. <laughs> so yeah. you won't you won't not make money. Yeah. I mean, um, right on, Howie. Yeah. That's uh, all really I have to say. I love that. Um, That's actually a good segue to go into talking about Cindy because she's just there for everybody all the time. Yeah, and she looks is. out for everybody for real. Yeah. Um, so, gosh, this this interview is so good. I know. I'm excited to hear it back. It, it's so good because in in this way that whenever we're doing certain interviews, I start to think, oh my god, I hope we're recording. <laughs> yeah the paranoia did we yeah. just lose that yeah. moment in history yeah i i just you know even though i know we are yeah i'm hearing these stories that i know like this this shit is like um you know is it, this is like a, a treasure to you know to me this is like you know this is capturing something you know f- for posterity yeah you know that could I mean? be lost yes yeah. i'm like and i'm like man i can hope we keep this there you know there's just always that thing and i think most people know about this who record a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that occasionally you lose stuff for whatever fucking reason yeah and, and there's just sometimes you're hearing in some of these interviews we've done little freddy's is all included and like i'm like oh my god i hope and then as soon as we're done i like download it and back it up twice Fuck yeah. and like do all this shit um because this one was so special well and especially uh, living in a place like louisiana like yeah, it, people yeah. are just used to p- the possibility of losing things. So it's like, get it down, yes. get it down right <laughs> no now. No, no, no. <laughs> save no it, shit. save it, save it. Yeah. No shit. Um, but, uh, so that's what we got. We got, uh, Cindy Wood coming up from Vaughn's. Yeah. She's um, incredible. And, uh, before that, we're going to hear a song from, uh, Miss Martha from mm-hmm. her show last night, which was December or December, January 12th, Friday yeah, night. So 2024. This, this is like fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, here is a song from Miss Martha and her good time gang. And then after that, we got Cindy of Vaughn's Lounge. Hell yeah. Right. Stick with us. Yep. <laughs> I raise a lot of hell and I holler Seven on that Georgia moonshine Well I know how to have a damn good time Oh had I 
pure drown in that Mississippi mud. favorite bars uh, I can't say my favorite bar or I'd be in real big trouble but uh, one of my favorite <laughs> bars and one of my favorite places on earth yeah Vaughn's I would agree lounge we're at Vaughn's lounge and um, we are here with a very special person one of the most uh, special in the neighborhood maybe someone even say matriarch of the hood <laughs> yeah, I would, I would agree the with old that. bag, the old <laughs> hag of the hood. <laughs> uh, we are here with Cindy from Vaughn's. Thank you for coming on, Cindy. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You got it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, since we started this, we've been wanting to, um, it's always been talk. We've always been talking about getting Cindy on because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've known that, you know, this, this corner uh, and, and, you know, LaSeppe Street, this area. All the way up to, you know, Mizant, where your house is, you know, as good or better than anybody. Um, and, like, our podcast is about the history of, of this place. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been, like, when we get, when can we get Cindy on? And we had Brooke on before. Yeah, who works Tuesdays here. Yeah, and she's like, oh, you'll, you can get Cindy. And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll choose the right time. And then, <coughs> of course, right now. 15th episode it's a pretty good number mm-hmm. and also um, we have the Lisep Street block party coming up the 12th annual so we thought we'd give you a call and thank you so much for saying yes right yeah, yeah. thank you for finally letting us wrangle you can't wait for the block party yeah yeah so um, the block party for those of you who don't know I mean for listener, yeah. what day is it on first of all it's on January 26th. Okay, yeah. That was for the listener. It wasn't for me. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's on January 26th. Listener, it's always the Friday before Crew de Vue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always right. the Friday always before okay. Crew de Vue. Yeah, always. Um, and that's worked out well for us, I think. Yeah. Because I, I never have to think about it. I'm always just like, okay, it's when is Crew de Vue? And then we know it's that Friday. Yeah, right. and people are amped up. Yeah. Ready to party. And uh, the party... Uh, it has, um, we have four bands at Vaughn's, four bands at BJ's, starts at seven. I'll go down the list of, oh no. You've got to be kidding me. Pick up Don't tell me you didn't bring the list of the bands. <laughs> Scully's phone goes off in every single interview we've ever done. Yeah. Oh, I bet your mind's going to go off too. <laughs> we need like a movie theater moment in the beginning of like, silence your phones, please. Yeah. Well, Cindy, you know my kids because you've seen them all grow up. Oh, yeah. Um, and William. I'm they so grew s- up in my pool. 
Yeah, they did. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, my uh, old house on Maison right. backed up into Cindy's backyard. Oh, we shit. We shared a back fence. And she had a pool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Good to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, you won't want to get in that pool right now. No, no. Um, and we'll get into that later. But um, Cindy, you know, this type of person Cindy is, she allowed us to, uh, she gave me a key. I gave him a gate oh, key. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and you fixed the gate to make it work right. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I tried to give back, you know. Um, but so, you know, all my kids, they learned to swim in Cindy's pool. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a kid's dream is to not have to even have the pool. You're just like have access to a nice pool right, right next right. door. Yeah. And uh, and especially in the summer. I know it's like as soon as it started getting hot, I'd be texting Cindy. Uh, hey, hey there. <laughs> I'll <laughs> fix your fence for a key. As, as, oh, he had the key. Yeah. But he was very polite about calling first to make sure it was okay to bring a bunch of kids over. Because yeah. we were doing a little Airbnb then. Oh, okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, Cindy, Vaughn's is a real special place to a lot of people. Um, how long have you owned Vaughn's? Uh, since December 1st, 1981. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Do the math, listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 42 years. 42 years. And did the bar look anything like it does now? Abs, not not really, not really. Like no. none of the none of the decorations or anything. Oh no 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 yeah no no. It was it was completely different. The neighborhood was different. The bar was different. It was a longshoreman and navy chief's bar. Okay. It yeah. was all like like working class people. Right. And Navy chiefs Whoa. from the port of embarkation. Right, right, right. So similar to when BJ's was... George's. B- George's. George's. I always want to say Bill's. I don't know where I keep getting Bill's, but yeah, George's. George's. And I used to go to BJ's. I never came here. Oh, interesting. I went to... Well, Peter and I bought the house across the street on Dauphine's... On the 4019 Dauphine. 4018 Dauphine. Yeah. 4218. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I live or live. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> but uh, so we were always working on the house. So I would, George's was really like a, more of like a grocery store. They right. d- didn't have a liquor license. They sold beer and groceries. Oh, okay. So I would go get six packs of beer. Right. And take them back to drink while we were working. Mm-hmm. And I never came here. So, um, and so it just went up for sale one day and you were like, no, not at all. Um, I, we had awnings on all of our east facing windows except for the front window. Okay. And the morning sun was brutal. You couldn't even be in that room. Sure. So we, uh, I came over here. I found out from Boo Boo and Big Daddy who Mm -hmm. lived in Jen's house. Uh They had a garage that was right next to our side fence, a side alleyway. And um, I wanted to plant a banana tree between their garage and our alleyway. It couldn't go anywhere because of the garage and the cement. Sure. So, but it would block that morning sun. So Boo Boo said, no, darling, I'm sorry. I can't tell you you can do anything. You're going to have to go ask Miss Ellen. I said, well, who's Miss Ellen? She said, she owns the bar, darling. Oh. So I came over and introduced myself to Miss Ellen, and I said, uh, would you mind if I plant a banana tree between your gar- boo-boo's garage and our alleyway? And she said, 
no, I don't want anybody doing anything because I'm getting ready to sell everything and go to Puerto Rico. Whoa. And I was like, what is everything? Yeah. And she said, this, the bar, Jen's house, and Keith's house, three corners of Dauphine and Lesseps. Holy shit. Okay. And so... <clears throat> Um, I've, I said, well, are they listed? And she said, no, I'm getting ready to list them. So I called Robin Halverson, my friend, uh -huh. and I said, get your ass down here quick. I'm going to get you three listings on the corner of Dauphine and oh, the Oh, cool. Sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she came, and Miss Ellen gave her all three listings. So then we find out why Miss Ellen is going to Puerto Rico uh -huh. and selling everything. Okay. She on the run? She's in her 70s, and a 25-year-old Puerto Rican sailor came off a ship, came in here, swept her off her feet, <laughs> and <clears throat> wow! And so Whoa. she was going to sell everything and go off to Puerto Rico and build a house with her money where they were going to live happily ever after. That sounds really nice. She's, yeah. She's 70. Get it. He, she's 70. He's 25. He's 25. Yeah. She's 70s. Yeah. She was yeah. more than 70. <laughs> I'm not sure how much more. That's awesome. Hell yeah. So, no, hell no. <laughs> she's because she's every, having a good time. All the, all the customers, all her customers, everybody knew that she was being taken for yeah, a while. Yeah, for sure. Clearly. Yeah. So, you know, Robin and I were like, oh, shit, that's really horrible. You know, what do we do? Why, right. did, I, why did I get you involved? <laughs> why am I involved? Yeah. So, you know, when, uh, we just felt terrible. And so finally one day Robin said, well, I know. We'll give her a down payment and a balloon, a five-year balloon note. Oh. So she can take the down payment and the money from the other two houses and go to Puerto Rico. Sure. And if and when something goes wrong, yeah. she'll she have money come to come back to. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted a banana tree. Yeah. You're, <laughs> and now you're in for all this drama and a bar. And, but, I mean, I was pregnant with Nathan, and I knew the Fairmont Hotel was going to lay me off. Right. I didn't want to get laid off. So I said, all right, we'll do it. And so you got the bar. Well, yeah, we gave her the down payment. And uh, Angel, her Puerto Rican <laughs> soon-to-be ex, okay, yeah. right, uh, was furious because oh, yeah. he wasn't getting all the money. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. But uh, so off she goes to Puerto Rico. And then a year and a half later, two years later, I get a call at 2 a.m., Cindy, help me. I'm in jail in Puerto Rico. I said, what? She said, I shot Angel. Holy shit. I said, you did not. Is he dead? And she said, no, I shot him in the ass because the minute the house was gone and all my the house was built and all my money's gone, uh, he started bringing whores home. Oh, shit. So Ellen, being a good, tough, ninth ward woman, shot him in the ass. <laughs> That's but she couldn't afford a lawyer. So she was just in jail. She was in jail. Couldn't oh, afford shit. a lawyer. Yeah. So Robin and I went to the bank the next day, took out a loan, sent her the money. And got she her got out. She got a lawyer, and she got out. Holy and shit. And she came back, and she had her balloon note. 
Whoa. She wasn't dead broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was okay. Yeah. Damn. And she was in her 70s when all this happened. Well, yeah, by this time, she's like... Maybe up 80. Her, up in her... No, not 80. Okay, yet, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, damn. Okay, Ellen. Yeah. Now that... So that... <coughs> you wanted a banana tree, and you ended up with Vaughn's With a bar. bar. <laughs> so, I mean, like a couple of weeks after we bought it, Robin said... Look, I'm in real estate. I don't want anything to do with the bar business. Right. All I want to do is I want to take the depreciation on the building and uh, drink free forever. Oh, that's a good deal. Cool. Yeah. So it, it, was a small, it was a small down payment. It wasn't much. Right. I mean, this is the, we're talking the, the early 80s in this neighborhood when property was pretty, you know. Cheap. Reasonable. Oh, yeah. Very. <laughs> very reasonable. <laughs> very. You know, if, if we knew then what we know now. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hold in the world. Yeah. Uh, man, that, that is cool. So, like. Did you it, ever. Okay, wait. So, once ahead. you owned the bar, did you plant the banana tree? No, I it lost interest in the <laughs> banana tree. <laughs> you got way too busy with the bar and forgot about the oh, yeah, east facing yeah. window. Whoa, uh, okay. And uh, so it was called Vaughn's already? Oh, yeah, it's always been Vaughn's. And do we know that, where that came from? Yeah, that came from, uh, I think, in 1959. This was a corner grocery store, the low part. Right. And this was the house. Yeah. Oh. This was all living right, up here. Right. Cool. And so Laura and Weibo Vaughn. Oh yeah, I've heard those who, names in research. Uh-huh. Yeah, Weibo, yeah. Yeah, Weibo. Oh yeah, he's got a story too. Okay. Great. So anyway, Laura and Weibo Vaughn uh, built the little building in the back, the Alamo. Right, yeah. right, right. And to put the grocery store there and turn this into a bar, but the bar was down there. Okay, and the this lower exact part of the same bar, bar right. was down there. Yeah, so interesting. So listener, it was a cubby hole of a bar. Yeah, it that's was tiny. tiny. Yeah, just so that the listener knows, um, if you've been to Vaughn's, you know when you go into Vaughn's, um, there's a terracotta floor when you walk in. And then there's a little platform when you get up to the bar. You step up a couple of steps to get to the bar. Right now we're recording in what would be called like the TV room, I guess. Mm, yeah, the uh, back room. Yeah, the, the back, back room. room. Yeah, the back room. So we're recording here. And when, so uh, she's motioning towards the downstairs, the, the lower level. Yeah, so their old bar was just the downstairs part. Yeah, it's the exact same bar. Right. The exact same bar. Y'all just, just lifted it up and put it back We tore there. this whole wall down. Right. And uh, in 1996, I just, I think it was 96, I just made some money on uh, them shooting all the King's Men's here. Oh. All the King's Men. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. And so we spent the money moving the bar up. Yeah, expanding. Cool. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we. I think Weibo was when I looked into the, because we were trying to find the history of the barber chair that is in BJ's. And I had heard about this barber chair murder where a barber had like slit his own throat with his straight razor in that chair and there was a whole thing and apparently he had like killed his wife earlier in the day with a revolver he took from behind the bar here but this was back in the 50s oh okay and so when i was doing that research it was weebo got brought up because apparently weebo was here and he took the gun from behind the bar and weebo like chased him down the street or something trying to be like stop stop and then 
you oh, know. I never heard that story. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll show you the newspaper articles. I found all the wow. articles from the 50s. Interesting. Yeah. Miss mm-hmm. Jean, Jean Hannon, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She used to live here as a child uh-huh. um, across from BJ's. Um, and so she also told the stories about how she would come to Vaughn's to get her, you know, the sandwiches, the bologna for their right. sandwiches, because w- this was a little store, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you'd come here and get your groceries. Yeah. Um, I think it's back then, you know, people would, you know, there wasn't a huge grocery store anywhere. Like, you, you'd, wouldn't you? No, you everything was corner stores. Everything was corner. You get everything from the corner stores. I, I think the nearest grocery store was Schwagman's. 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 <laughs> 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 that's where Robert is now. Is yeah. Oh, okay. The well. bo- the Bobby. Yeah. Um, well, wow. That. Uh, but I don't know if that was there in the fifties. I have no yeah, idea. Uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah. So forty-one years, forty-two, forty-one years. Forty-two of, of owning Vons. Yeah, and um, you know. I'm curious about what this other story about Weibo, Weibo is. Yeah, 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 yeah Weibo. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know. I, I, there was a lot of old men, old men that yeah. drank in here when uh-huh. I bought the bar. Uh-huh. Right. Papa Kirby, Uncle Sam. And they would tell me all the stories about the old days. And so Laura Weebo Vaughn went on a, he was fishing. And he supposedly drowned in a fishing trip. And Laura collected the insurance money. <laughs> But years later, apparently, Weibo resurfaced. What? And so some of his nieces, or great nieces or something, were in here one day. And I said, I don't know if I should tell you this story. Right. But this is what I heard. And they said, oh, yeah, that sounds like Uncle Weibo. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. He just dropped off the face of the planet for a little while. Yeah, just a little while. (laughs) For a little insurance money. Uh Yeah, yeah. Whoa. So then anyway, Lee Guillory bought the bar from them. I don't know when. Okay. And so uh, he left the name Vons. And when he was dying of cancer, his bartender slash girlfriend, Miss Ellen, Ah. uh, was the only one that took care of her, him. Yeah. So... He married her on his deathbed and left her all these three corners. Oh. Uh-huh. And so I guess for Ellen, it was easy come, easy go. Yeah, sure. And when Angel came along, she was lonely. Yeah, yeah. Va- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just love it. Yeah, love there's it. a complex web It's a of very drama. tangled web. Yeah. 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 She ended up, I love that, how she ended up with the bar through a love affair. Right, you know, and then she and lost then the she bar. She lost the bar <laughs> through <laughs> a love affair. <laughs> right, so much romance. In, yeah, in, on, really. the, on this corner and in this neighborhood. Yeah, if y'all are trying to fall into a romance that uh-huh. could have a web of drama, come to Vaughn's. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, Big Chris. You know, he helps you run the bar. He just walked by. He's going into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. Uh, you recognize him. He's about six foot six or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was six nine. I think in his old age he's shrinking. He might be six eight now. <laughs> yeah. But he's a great cook and, and, and he helps keep Vaughn's going. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he does a lot around here. But I know. Um, he really does more than me. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of. No. Way. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, let's give him the credit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
He's great. I know, um, you know, I've heard so many stories sitting in, in the bar with you before, you know, and you know, all the romance that, that has happened here. <laughs> I, I remember uh, some story, uh, uh, I think, you know, I don't know if we would say who it is, but I think uh, that uh, Big Chris, when he was, uh, I guess, smitten with you, um, he knocked somebody out in front of the bar. I think he and, and he thought they he thought they were dead or something. What? Oh, oh, oh no, he didn't. Well, <laughs> did he do that? That was my ex. That was Peter Blair. Okay. So anyway, I was with after Peter finally left. He was abusive, and so I finally got him to fucking leave. Yeah, finally. Bye, bye Peter. And. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, you'll be begging me to come back in two weeks. I was like, all right, see you later. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on your way out. <laughs> so it was like, I was like, no, now, now I'm free. I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah. just going to like, I'm just going to be the biggest whore. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Have some fun. Yeah. You right. just been through yeah, a bunch of shit. I was going to have fun. Yeah. So anyway, um. Uh, I came over here, you know, I've been like, it was only 10 days after Peter left, and Chris was sitting at the bar. I didn't know him when I first bought the bar. He yeah. was away in college playing basketball, uh -huh. oh, okay. but I was really good friends with his uncle Dick, Yeah. Okay. Dick Howard, who was one of the neighborhood characters. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, he was so funny. He was a real stoner. He was stoned <laughs> all the time, and all he did was laugh and tell jokes. Sounds like a great guy. But he talked about Chris all the time because Chris was the first one in the family to go to college, and he was so proud of his nephew. So Chris was sitting at the end of the bar. I'd only known him for about a month. And I jumped in his lap and said, hey, big boy, you want to go across the street? <laughs> yes. And that was 10 days after Peter left. Uh-huh. And uh, Chris was 22, and I was 34. Okay, yeah. He was about to turn 23, so it's really only yeah. 11 and a half, not 12 years. That's not Whatever. Bad. That's I age mean, appropriate. Not as, yeah. bad, not as bad as Miss Ellen. Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> <laughs> not the 50-year difference. <laughs> so didn't uh, Peter, like, came to, like, win you back Oh, yeah, or well, he would uh, break in the house all the time, oh, you know? Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, because Chris was there. Yeah. yeah. He'd break in, he'd steal the money, well... You know, he had broke in one day. It was like Thanksgiving morning, and uh, Chris and I were in bed, and Peter comes in, and he, like, breaks in the front door, and he goes straight to the kitchen, and the turkey was in the oven, and the mashed potatoes and the sauerkraut, or the sauerkraut was on the stove, not the mashed potatoes yet. Yeah. And he took that sauerkraut, and he threw it at the ceiling. Ooh. God, and what an so, asshole. Oh, yeah, complete asshole. Gets yeah. a butcher knife, and then he's coming after Chris and I. Holy shit. And y'all are, like, in bed. In bed, Not yeah. prepared for yeah. this. Yeah, Chris is, like, trying to find his pants. Chris yeah. has got, Peter's got a butcher knife. And so uh, we finally, we get our clothes, and we, like, just get out of the house. Chris's grandmother lived catty corner to, or right across the street from BJ's. Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. And so we went there. We hid there. Whoa. And when we went home, he had destroyed, Peter had destroyed the entire house. And all the Thanksgiving dinner and everything. Well, he didn't get the turkey. We still had the turkey, but the sauerkraut was on bastard. the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and years later, when Peter and I had a property settlement, he got the house and I got the bar. 
Oh, whoa. And so the sauerkraut was still on the ceiling. I did not take the sauerkraut. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. Damn. Uh, that was crazy romance. But anyway, yeah. another time he came and he broke in the house. Uh, this was a time when he had gone to McDonald 15 and picked up Jason from school drunk. Oh, threatening shit. all the teachers. And they called me and they said, you, J- Peter's just taking Jason out of the school. He's dead drunk. And Peter was staying across the river. I'm going, oh, my God, he's going to drive across the river drunk with Jason? Yeah, no. So it turns out Peter had taken Jason to Matassas, where we used to hang out when we lived in the French Quarter. That was a bar? Yeah. Okay. And so Chris and I go to Matassas, and we go in the bar. Peter didn't know we were coming. I grab Jason, Chris like tackles Peter, and then we run down the street and we jump in the car and drive off and with Peter coming after us. So we get back here and then Peter goes through the house again. Oh my God. Like, tore all the ceiling fans out of the ceiling. No. And then he comes over here. First of all, he was drunk, so drunk. Yeah. So then he... uh he gets in his car and he backs up and he runs over all these trees that I had planted. Because I planted yeah. all these trees. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. I, d- wow. I broke the sidewalk up with them all myself. Whoa. Yes. So he runs over all my trees and then he drives across the street and runs into the back fence of the bar. And then he gets out of the bar and he's coming down the street swinging. And uh, I have no idea who did what. Yeah. Right. To whom? Yeah. Sure. But um, I guess Chris hit him, but and he went down, and Chris thought he was dead. Oh, shit. He had <laughs> a now panic. Now, somebody broke his leg, and it wasn't Chris. I think I know who it was. We won't out them. Yeah. Well. You can out him. Well, no. <laughs> oh. I'm not outing Okay, him. okay. I see, him. I see, I see, yes. So, I mean, that was the last time Peter messed with us. Yeah. Damn. I, I, he had to be taught a lesson because he was a jackass. I, I love yeah. that story. I think I just remember you saying that Chris Chris ran in. He runs in the in the, uh, in the bar. Goes, oh, my I God. I killed, killed him. I killed him. I killed him. He didn't want to kill him. He just wanted to stop yeah, him. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, he, he didn't. He just kill wanted him to leave y'all alone. But uh, yeah, th- this is a clearly, you know, there's there's been some you know tumultuous times here. Mm-hmm. Um, High it, emotions on, on this corner. Uh, also at BJ's, it sometimes it feels like to me that um, that we that we all kind of live life a little more with a little more emphasis than, than anywhere else right it just seems like so much shit happens all the time here well it's been a long time i mean <laughs> it's not like it happens every day it's like this is over a period yeah. of 42 I years it, I guess it adds, it adds <laughs> that's up. very but true even, yeah. even so even so just it just feels like there's always you know, there's always something happening. Yeah. Um, which which I like. It keeps things interesting. You know? Yeah. I mean, um, close knit community, alcohol, yeah. that combination. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's the close. It's it, the closeness. Yeah. We, Everybody we know knows each, each other. other. Everybody's seeing each other a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but one of my favorite stories is when this was a Navy Chiefs bar. Right. Yeah. At eleven o'clock every day, all the Navy Chiefs would pour in here. Uh huh. And they they would go to work at five a.m. Okay. Yeah. So um, Nancy Snow, who worked here for 20 years up until Katrina, yeah, um, they, we had to like the compressor on the beer box would get really dirty, and so 
we would try to remember to blow the fins out with the CO2 tank on a regular basis. Right. But we could never remember, so we set up a schedule. So we decided every Tuesday morning yeah. we were going to blow the compressor out. Right. So we hung a, a note on the keys of the cash register that said, Blow Compressor Tuesday. Yeah. So one Tuesday, all the Navy chiefs come in, and they're all sitting around the bar. Every bar stool's full, and they're acting weird. Uh-huh. Oh, no. So Nancy and I were like, I don't know what's wrong with them. They're weird. So it took about a half hour later, with them acting weird and us not knowing why, I think it was Obi O'Brien who uh, said, do y'all not notice anything? We said, yeah, but we don't know what. Obi pointed to his name tag, and it said compressor. And we went down the bar and looked, and every single one of them oh had a name tag God. that said compressor. <laughs> they just Holy went to the name shit. tag office and made a bunch of new name Blow tags. Compressor. Blow Compressor Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's rich. Fuck. Oh, they were a fun bunch. Yeah. They were really fun. And they just came right over from the base every day at 11. Huh? <laughs> yep, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The good old days when the Navy base had Navy guys. It was oh, filled yeah. with sailors. Oh, it used right, to be filled yeah. with sailors. It was so nice. And now it's not sailors. No. Um, but, um, well, good, man. That's that's Those are great stories. You yeah, know, endless. And, um, one of the things that we've talked about before, and you know, is that, um, when you, you know, in the 80s, when you bought in uh, mm-hmm. to this bar. Now, Ellen, um, did she allow people of color in here? Were, were people oh, of no, color? no, 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 no. No, right. No, no, no. Right. No. Okay, yeah, that's what we figured. Back then, they didn't know what a gay person was in this neighborhood. Yeah. They right. were so, like, insulated. And n- blacks weren't allowed in any of these old neighborhood bars. Right. Right. So, um Anyway, the minute, the day I took over, I didn't tell anybody, but it was like, invited all my black and gay friends. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it it ran a lot of people off. Yeah. Sure. Some of the longshoremen. Yeah. They started going to Markey's or Bud Rips. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But. Yeah, did they, um. Didn't they try to, did the other bar owners try to encourage you to do, and, or said, hey, Cindy, you need to stop uh, doing this? Or, or well, did they I, put pressure on you at all? Mm, not really. Yeah. Okay. But I know that, you know, the word would get back to us that, like, Robin and I. Yeah. Like, what are two women doing thinking they can run a bar in this neighborhood? What's mm. wrong with those uh-huh, people? Uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. Just judging. And we would always try to, like, take black people to Bud Rips because yeah. they were real Nazis about this. Right. I oh, mean, they shit. had a buzzer on the door before anybody. It wasn't for crime. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It was different. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So you would just do that just to kind of mess with them? Yep. And, and yeah. they'd throw us out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, listener, just so you know, none of these bars are, are do that anymore. No. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. Everybody, you know, welcomes everyone right. um, and encourages diversity. Yeah. But um, that changed not that long ago. Yeah. It, w- it was for a lot of bars. In not the city. this one. Not no, this not this one. one. No, not yeah. this one. Well, I mean, that's the one thing I've always admired about you is that uh, you make it sound so easy that you just like, I'm going to do it. But I mean. 
you had to have felt a lot of pressure at the time, you know, doing that. You you just said, "Fuck it, this is this is just the right thing to do," and I'm I'm gonna allow my get my friends in here, and, and yeah. if these guys don't fucking like it, they can go somewhere else. I really didn't feel pressure. You didn't? No. I mean, well, also, th- if I mean, those are your friends, then you're like, of course my friends are coming in here. Right. It's a no, you know, it's a no-brainer. It's not like right. you were like trying to reach out to a community that was outside of your own. Yeah, when know? I moved here, I moved from the French Quarter, and I drank at Matassas. Right. And that, that was the most eclectic bar um, in, in right. the... I mean, they, when, right before I got here, they had a white and a black bar. And they were separated. The black oh. bar was, the white bar, I guess the black bar was where the real bar ended up. And the white bar was part of the grocery store. And they were separated by a phone booth. In Matassas. In Matassas. Yeah. But that's before I got here. That yeah, was yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. Okay. And um, it was like the white people all wanted to hang out in the black bar. So they did. Yeah, and of course, <laughs> they, of course they, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually <laughs> they just took over the grocery, during the, the white bar into the grocery store. And so everybody was in the old black bar together. Interesting. And what, uh, what happened to that bar? Does it still exist? And that closed in, I think, 1984, maybe. Okay. Yeah, 1984. What is that now? Yeah, did it turn into what something it's else? It's nothing now. It's just part of the grocery store. Of it's on the corner of St. Philip and Dauphine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little hole in the wall bar, and boy, was it fun. Yeah. Do you it had lawyers, judges, DAs, uh, drug addicts. Uh, <laughs> Some <laughs> everyone was welcome. Dealers. Drug addicts. Drug also dealers. Lawyers. I mean, you got to have one if you're going to have the I other. I mean, it was everything. Damn. Yeah. Do you still go out in the quarter at all? Um, not a whole lot. Yeah, I feel that. I mean... I used to go to two jacks. That's gone. I know. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's not gone, but it's not the same. Right, right, right. So I don't really hang out in the quarter at all. I just you and know. I don't cross Canal Street. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you just stay in the hood. I don't have a visa. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that someone invited me to a New Year's Eve party a couple of years ago in Uptown, and I was like. I won't. I won't be going that far. And they were like, "Oh, of course you won't." Somebody that lives in the Bywater, and I was like, "I don't even live in the Bywater, but <laughs> I'm not going that far, especially on New Year's Eve." You kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cindy, you, you know, it's something about you. Like this is a good indication, okay? Mm-hmm. About just y- you've always you always seemed. Um, I don't know how to put it, but you you seem very just so strong in who you are very and and confident in who you are and and like you know and this is just like to to put it uh, to to show like at bj's you know when i when i bought the bar Mm -hmm. um i pulled my hair out over like you know what changing up what type of chips we have (laughs) you know meaning like what are my regulars gonna say you know, like, come you know, on. Well, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I right. was like that in the beginning over the beer. Like, what kind of beer do our customers want? Yeah. 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 And so that was like part of the problem with Peter and I. It was like, I would like ask them what they wanted and then order that. Right. And Peter was like, he, I was pregnant with Nathan. Uh-huh. So I was doing the bar. He was still working at the Fairmont. And it was like he thought I was usurping his power. I'm oh. like, 
what the hell are you talking about? I'm getting what the customers want, not you. Right, 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 right. It's not about you. I don't yeah. know. I just, um, you you are unique in, in who you are, I, I, and I'm, that's just coming from me. I think we all are, no? Well, you're you're advanced in my mind. You're an advanced I'm human. very old, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm fumbling over this compliment. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's just—he's just trying to say that he respects what you do. And I, oh, no, I, 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 know. I admire Thank you, you immensely. Um, one of the other things, you know, the many many things that I admire about you is is also, you know, the Kermit Ruffins. Uh, you had Kermit here, and you brought brass bands into this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd like to know a little bit about how you connected with Kermit originally, and how did you? get that established those Thursday nights because Thursday nights at Vaughn's listener if you're not from here you don't know what's up you need to know like on Thursday nights Vaughn's is where you should go mm -hmm. yeah. I mean it, it has been for 30 years I mean it, it since yeah at least 30 years yeah and uh, you know it is it is a hot place to be and it's it's got brass you know, brass bands brass music and Kermit really kind of put it on the map right it was more like swing yeah oh, I mean yeah, yeah. He, he was uh brass but he switched to swing when he started his own band right because okay. he was uh he was with the um rebirth rebirth right? yeah. and then he changed and got his own barbecue swingers yeah hello right, yeah. Yeah. hello swing yeah and was he the first music you had in here or that you booked for here well i mean we had music before but not like that and okay. we, we, not on a regular basis like i think um sandy hansen used to play in here on whatever night it was that um K. Paul's, that she was my tenant when I lived in across the street on Dauphine. Mm -hmm. She was my tenant, and they all worked at. Now they're all Brightsons. It's the Brightson family. Okay. But uh, they all they worked at uh, K. Paul's, and whatever night they were closed, Sandy would come in and play the piano and sing. Oh, cool! cool. Yeah, yeah. And that went on for a while. She was kind of like Randy Newman, you know. She wrote her own songs, and she also sang a bunch of songs like Randy Newman. Nice. And then we would have parties where the Storyville Stompers would play. Yeah. But nothing on a regular basis. So the way that happened was when Kermit uh, released his first CD, World on a String, uh -huh. and my, my father, Daddy-O, was working here. Yeah. And... Um, daddy loved that CD. He would play it all the time. And he never played the jukebox. He was more into gambling and sports. Yeah. yeah. So, But he played that CD all the time. So he was about to turn 70. And I said, I'm going to go find this Kermit Ruffins guy. And I'm going to have a surprise party for Daddy-O on his 70th birthday. <laughs> nice. Cool. Okay, yeah. And so Daddy-O was very well known. He had been bartenders all over the French Quarter, uh -huh. bartending bar all over the French Quarter. Yeah. And uh, he had a lot of friends. And so I go find Kermit. He was playing at the music factory. And I said, I want to hire you to play for my father's 70th birthday. It's going to be a surprise party. He said, okay, I'll do it. And I said, well, I want to give you a check right now because you have to show up. Mm -hmm. So I gave him a check. I still have that check. Really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah. And so, or he did have it. I may have lost it in the fire, but oh, who knows. Yeah. So um, Carmen showed up. And uh, we, I, I was getting somebody to pick Daddy-O up. We were pretending we were 
going to take him out to dinner. Right. And they were going to bring him down here. So Kermit shows up, and, you know, Kermit loves that reefer. So he gets whisked into the backyard where uh, he was being entertained by my brother-in-law, John Sightpost, and given all the reefer in the world. Right. Yeah. And uh, when finally Daddy-O got here, and, I mean, it was crazy. There uh-huh. were, all of his friends were here. The uh-huh. bar was packed. Yeah. And so Kermit, at the end of the night, he said, boy, I really like this place. You think I could have a gig here? Oh, shit. And I said, sure, let's do it. I said, till we get caught. Right. Because I didn't yeah, have a license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, we'll do it. Well, let's not compete with Frenchman Street. Because that's when, in 1993, Frenchman Street was big. Yeah. And weekends were big. I sure. said, let's do Thursday night. Because nothing's happening on yeah. Thursday yeah, yeah, night. Yeah. So he started... Wow. In 19, that was the first gig. It was December 13th, 1993. No. Yeah, Daddy was born 93. Wow. And uh, he was here for 20 years. Whoa, okay. I didn't know that it was that expansive of a time. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, yeah and I, I must have been to, I don't know, 50 of those. You know, when oh, Kermit yeah, was yeah. here, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so now it's Corey Henry. Corey Henry and the Treme Funk Tap. Yeah, so Kermit passed it off to Corey. Well, yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. So, well, that's, I mean, Corey is so great, too. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's uh, I'm not going to say. It's completely different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kermit was like a four-person swing band. Yeah. Corey Henry is like seven people in the band, sometimes when, Greg Thomas from P Funk is in town. He sits in. Yeah. And then all the young kids, like the the kids that just graduated from Berkeley. Yeah. They all come in. All really. I mean, last Thursday there was a tuba. I think there was four trombones, uh, uh, three trumpets, a couple saxophones. Oh, it shit. was like crazy. They're standing up on the steps. They're down there. That's and awesome. that's like the last, for like the last 45 minutes, all the kids sit in. Wow. And they're really talented. <clears throat> I need wow. to bring my ass over here. I know. I'm never here on Thursdays anymore, but I need to. It's because I come on Wednesdays for the lasagna night. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you here last night? I wasn't here last night, but uh, I was here last Wednesday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't been trying to, you know, of course, when I was drinking, more i would be here more often uh-huh. um, and also before i owned vj's lounge right um now i spend most of my time there i need to make it over here more often especially for Corey henry mm-hmm. oh yeah because you know, that sounds great i didn't know about all the berkeley kids coming and playing oh yeah That's awesome. it, it, well orlando gilbert who's prince john gilbert's son uh-huh he went to gilbert i mean he went to berkeley yeah and his girlfriend karen she's japanese she plays the keys he met her there he cool. brought her here and then um, Ethan Santos plays the trombone. They all came with Orlando. Okay. Which is nice, you know, rather than these kids that are so talented going to New York where they can make money, they came here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's great. I mean, that's, it's all just give, to give them a space to play, you yeah. know, right out of school. Uh, Vaughn's has, has provided space. We, in our podcast, Cindy, we, we always talk about how these are these spaces, these small bars are mm-hmm. more than just drinking places and how they offer so much community, yeah. you know, and, and, and they do so much for the community. Like what you did during the pandemic, 
um, with the Treme Brass Band. Oh, that was great. And, and doing it out on the street mm-hmm. and offering that for people. I mean, that was... When we weren't allowed to drink inside. Yeah, right. and man, we this the street out here, um, Dauphine right here, was just full of people. Yeah, and, popping off. And people, you know, coming in from all around the city. We were desperate. Just desperate for some <laughs> for some tunes and... Uh, I mean that that was that was great that you did that. Yeah, and uh, you know, you, unfortunately, you had the the fire recently. Oh yeah, in and my house. Well, actually, more than two years ago now. Wow, God, time flies. Mm-hmm. But um, man, people really came out to support you whenever that. Oh my happened. God, that block party was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people really, you know, people do value what you do. Oh, immensely. Um, and, and what you mm-hmm. have done. Um, it's. Um, and you know, thank you for everything you've done for me personally. Oh yeah, uh, it's been uh, so great to get to know you. Yeah. Um, just and thank thank you for organizing that block party. Oh yeah, back to the it's block party. It's one of party. my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite events. Yeah. Well, um, before we close out this interview, let's yeah. let's let's give the lineup. All, All right. right. All right. So here's the lineup. Yeah, pressure's on. Um, so, listener, uh, it, it, when we do the block party, we there's a little bit of an alternating uh, thing so that you could, if you wanted to see all eight bands, all you, eight acts, you can. It's possible. Yeah, you can. All right, so it's going to start off here um, with James McClaskey uh, and the, and the ri- James McClaskey's rhythm band. Okay. Um, you know Robin and James and those guys. Robin who plays in the yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Wednesday band too. We love Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Got, he's oh, got an R&B, yeah. He's got an R and B band. Oh my god, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I so love that. They're gonna start here, and then Dana Kurtz is gonna play over there. Um, oh wait, you gotta say which is here and there because oh, yeah. other people aren't oh, yeah. here with us. Yeah, we're at Vons. <laughs> we're at Vons. Okay. okay. James McClaskey starts off here, and that's about seven. Right. Okay. So we're gonna start about seven, right. and then we're gonna go over there. And Dana Kurtz to is gonna be playing there to BJ's seven thirty at around seven thirty. Yeah, and then you want to come back here, you know, and then you're gonna catch um, Malavitas mm-hmm. over here, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna go over to Vaughn's. No, no BJ's. BJ's. And then you go over to BJ's. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm no. God, man. I know where you're pointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pointing. <laughs> Uh, He's we have like window to uh, the wall. Then we have uh, the Happy Talk Band. Yeah. At BJ's. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to come back. Oh, and then we're going to come back over here. And then there's going to be a second line. Second line. The world's, oh, right. world's uh, shortest, shortest, shortest second, line. second line. One block, people. One block. You can do it. Egg Yolk Jubilee. Egg Yolk mm. Jubilee. And they do uh, a, a dirge until we get to the p- spot where uh, Mike and Billy were hit by the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get to that spot and everybody bows their head. And then we kick. Then they kick it in, and then we go the rest of the block down. And then it. it, it I'm not sure if we're going to go from Vons to BJ's or from BJ's to Vons. It changes every year. We okay, just kind of cool. go play by ear. Yeah. Then we come down here, and then over here you have. Um, the Daiquiri Queens. Oh, cool! Yeah, I thought they were last. They are last. Yeah. Who am I well, missing? Whatever. You'll catch I'm not Daiquiri sure. Queens at some you point. You tell me. <laughs> You're the organizer here. <laughs> <laughs> And then Little Freddie at BJ's. And then... Um, You're missing someone here. Oh, the Tropicales. Uh, Charlie oh, really? Halloran and the Tropicales. Oh, okay. Now, are they before Malavitas or after? After Malavitas. Okay, okay. And, and right before Daiquiri Queens. Do you know Charlie Halloran and, and the Tropicales? I don't. They're going to blow your mind. They sound like they will. They will. You know, yeah. I like that it's Tropicale stuff. Oh, you're going <laughs> to dig this shit, man. That's why I put it over here. You're going to love it. 
Um, and Silver Synthetic's playing? And Silver Synthetic is going to finish out over at BJ's. Okay. So I know that's a jumble for you, listener, but you'll find it on our uh, social media and stuff. It's January 26th. I mean, one of those bands sh- you should know already and be excited enough to show up. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, keep uh, you know keep updated on our Instagram for ticket info. We'll have some advanced tickets available. Um, and so you you buy a ticket at either place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you get a bracelet. Yep, and then you can go back and forth to get you in to each place all night long. That's right. Cool. Yeah. See, Cindy, you're, you're good at this. You're better than I'm, I am. I'm, I'm good at the door. <laughs> yeah, you and Carol I'm, at I'm the door. I'm the Nazi at the door. <laughs> Carol at the door. Hey, musicians need to get paid. I know. No, I hear that. You, we, everybody knows you're not getting into Vaughn's. Don't, don't try to talk your way into Vaughn's mm-hmm. when there's music during Corey Henry. Don't, don't be like, I'm a friend, blah, blah. Just know. Just pay the musicians. You know. Well, if you're their friend, you might know they need to eat. Yeah, yeah true that. Hello. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cindy... Um, uh, this was fun. Yeah, yeah. This was great. I'm not used to have a microphone stuck in my face, but it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all made it easy. Well, um, shout out to Crinkle, who's behind the bar yes. here. Um, you know, listener, if you, you, you know, Crinkle is here. She's been here she's since the 80s. Yeah. She, and she started part time. She was still at the Fairmont Hotel, and then she ev- eventually just left the Fairmont. Yeah. Uh, you know, just point the point being, come and day drink with Crinkle one of these days. She's yeah. uh, she's great. Yeah, learn some history. Yeah, learn some history. Come to Vaughn's. Come to Vaughn's. It's, it's great. There's always something happening here. Wednesdays, Thursdays. Come on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, Thursdays. <laughs> well, Let's make Tuesdays busy at Vaughn's. <laughs> yeah, well, Brooke did that, but then Brooke is, like, skiing. Yeah, well, shout out working. to Brooke. She's actually working in a ski lodge. Yeah, well. We love you, Brooke. We sure, miss you. We do love you, Brooke. Come back. Yeah, yeah, but support your local neighborhood bars, y'all. Um, you know, we, we love you and we need you. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Cindy, thank you so much. Thank you. And, um. And everybody come and see Cindy. She'll be at the door at Vaughn's on, on January <laughs> On Thursday 26th. night. Collecting and, your and, money. And have your money out. Because <laughs> you ain't getting in free. But also, <laughs> when you go, you know, you've listened to this podcast, you're going to go, hey, I heard you on the podcast. Uh, can, and don't, don't try to talk to her about all the stories she told while she's working the door. She's going to be busy. You're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you want to talk to her about the stories, you know, you come in on a slow day. Right. Anyway. All right. Cindy, we love you. All we right. love, love you so you much. Too. Nice to meet you. Yes. All yeah. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goddamn, Howie. Shout out to Cindy. You're our hero. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was incredible. I, uh... I, how, what was it like to meet her and talk to her for the first time? Um, you know, you just never, you never know what you're walking into, mm-hmm. especially with people that are kind of like, they feel like these historical mirages of the neighborhood, you uh-huh. know? Um, and she's so fucking cool and such an incredible storyteller. I was in awe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I got a new buddy. I, it was, <laughs> it was really cool seeing you guys talk like after yeah, she's you know, so sweet. Yeah. But I'm, also a total badass, which I respect so much. She is such a badass. She does she lives her life the way she wants to live her life. Yeah. You know, and um and she does it with respect for other people um and you know, and clearly for vulnerable people too mm-hmm. and bringing them in 
um, and being like, I don't care what the fuck everybody else thinks. Oh, for sure. You yeah. Know, and this is the way that we're doing things and I don't give a fuck. Which, you know, and for her, the way she says this about like, you know, I just brought my friends, you know, I had gay yeah. friends, I had black friends and I brought them in and I didn't really feel pressure from other people and I didn't, yeah. and, and like, you know, you, you can, you know, she's underplaying that or, you know, like it's not that big of a deal. Right. But that's the type of person she is like, because it, it doesn't, she knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And she didn't think twice. Yeah. That's how everyone should be. You know, it, yeah. it is like, it's such, it's such a, ba- she's such a fucking badass mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it always feels like, you know, she's going to make this, she's going to do things, um, you know, she's going to live her life the way that she wants to live her life. Right. And, um, and she has been, you know, a, uh, a, a great example um to me totally in, in that in that way i mean i'm too fucking neurotic though you know like i mean <laughs> i'm like i question shit all the time like i'm just trying to do that less sure know, to where like every decision you make you fucking wring your hands over every yeah. thing and cindy's just like we're doing it like this we're gonna do it like this yeah i mean like she's this. also been at it for a lot longer than you so yeah. you can give a little yeah. bit of a break to yourself yeah. i mean i didn't know all of that all the dates like i didn't know how long she had owned that owned Vons and all the history there. So to know that she's been owning that place for like 40 years, that's so awesome. Yeah. And that's a lot of time to just be like, that's true. Fuck off everybody. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing. Get with it or don't. I'm like two years in. She's 42 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, lean into it. The fuck off. But dude, it's nice. It's nice to have someone right that you get an aspire to right right there. You know, Mm -hmm. um, she's amazing in that way. You know, we were talking uh, you know, one, you know, the whole thing with Kermit, um, you know, Kermit, like you said, you know, everything, when you look up Vons and the history of Vons, because, yeah. um, we all know how we research this stuff. Yes. You know, <laughs> thank you for doing that. No problem. Um, and like the whole thing, you know, that went down with Kermit, um, when, when she moved on to Corey, when Vons moved on to Corey, yeah. um, you know, I know that at that time, you know, what was going on, there were some complications happening there. Right. You know, like Treme was getting really big. Yeah. I mean, Kermit was at the height of his popularity, right. you know, HBO money and all and everything. And there were some complications going on there. Uh, you know, I think there's some tension with the relationship Yeah, and I'm sure that like, and I know I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm positive that everybody around Cindy was saying, you know, you you need to keep Kermit no matter what. Yeah, no matter yeah, no matter, no matter what, if it's really working. This is or like not. you know, you this is your thing. You know, you know, and and you know what? She's like, it's not working. This is too fucking complicated. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get somebody else. And when she did that, everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Totally. You know, and it's like it, that is just it's just an indication of how fucking badass she is. That yeah, like I didn't get into this for it to be complicated. Yeah. I got into this to own a bar and have a good time and let my friends come and hang out and do amazing things. Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, I mean, that's just one way, you know, if you want to think about how tough she is and, and, you know, she just, that everybody, I mean, I I think everybody down to every single motherfucking person Mm -hmm. telling you, no, 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 you need right. to, and she's like, no, you know, it's not what I got into do this for. And and so I'm going to move on. And so, you know, uh, I think that's just a, you know the type of person she is yeah um, and give somebody else an opportunity to have that night yeah and for it to thrive yeah and it, thri- it thrives now yeah it's just a different vibe but yeah. it's still incredible yeah it's it's so cool and and doing it without um you know 
wringing your hands over it and like she's just like i'm, I'm done you know okay let's yeah, go let's, let's move on let's move on we'll live yeah um she's also the type of person that when she wants to plant a fucking tree she gets a fucking sledgehammer <laughs> out herself and goes and starts breaking up the fucking sidewalk i love that so much because my partner is also very much so that vibe and she started planting cypress trees all over the neighborhood of course asking all the neighbors just like hey do you care and it but it created rifts with like landlords that didn't live in the area yeah and they would just like plow over them you know <laughs> but she's like fuck you you know there's no there's no trees for anybody over here the neighbors want the trees i'm gonna plant the fucking trees yeah it's that it's like cindy's the well, same way like well she said that her ex plowed over her trees yeah but uh clearly they they're doing fine they ain't been plowed over <laughs> for about 30 fucking years because those are huge trees yeah there's like cedar trees out front yeah it's or cool si- i think they're cypress or trees cypress trees. Yeah. It, it, it is so cool like going and looking at those and putting your hand on that tree and knowing that cindy planted yeah that 30 years ago or whatever mm-hmm. you know it's again she's bad she wanted to do what she wanted to do yeah, she, and she did it yeah and she fucking did it yeah <laughs> um you know, uh, and, uh, you know, one of the great things about, um, you know, doing remote interviews is that we get to go to their space. Yeah. And we also have, we also spend time setting up. Mm-hmm. Um, we also introduce ourselves to the people around. Yeah, you can kind of chit-chat a little more. And you, and you build a little of a rapport. Yeah. Uh, and in this case, you know, it, it, sometimes the, the stuff that you talk about before and after uh, the interview can be really great, you mm-hmm. know. And one of the things she said, um, either after or before, is she was talking about her stories. And and listener, as you know, you you can tell, you know, she she's told these stories before. Yeah, like she knows them. They, and, I mean, they're a part of her. And and so she said to us, she said, you know, I tell these stories a lot mm-hmm. because I don't want to forget them. Yeah. You know, and and that is so. It's it's like. That's old school, you know, um, uh, storytelling, you know, what the, what the uh, what, like folktale telling. No, like, for sure. Like, yeah. Like, like, like going stories just uh, that are told verbally or lost or yeah, yeah. either weren't written down or were all the written artifacts are lost. Yeah. And so you just keep telling them because yeah. you don't want it, anybody to forget or yourself or to forget your history. I mean, that's that's how it was done for thousands of years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you would, you know, these stories, you just tell them and you would tell them a lot mm-hmm. because they're they're part of uh, of your lexicon. And then like we you can then, you know, your kids and your family and such right. goes and tells them and they continue to be part of the of the family. Oh, for sure. You know, I a, mean, I forget things that I did yesterday sometimes. And I think to myself that that must be related to like humans being pushed into a isolation type of living and less of a community driven living. Yeah. And because usually forever for 40,000 years, people were sitting around talking to each other, eating with each other, doing all these communal things. And now all of a sudden we're like being shoved into these ways of isolating ourselves from each other. And you lose track of what you did yesterday, which is insane. And that's why I like sitting around and, talking about all these stories and meeting Cindy and hearing her whole life. I mean, the little snippets that she shared with us are so incredible. Yeah. And, and even you, you, and that's what BJ's and Vaughn's and what, what we are, what these neighborhood oh, yeah. bars are, you know, you come in at any given time and there's somebody telling a story. Mm-hmm. 
you know, cutting up or, I mean, there are some, there are some people that are just so great at storytelling. It's not but, fair. It's but, not but everybody, everybody should work on it though. Yeah. You well, know, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. But like, like if you, something happens to you, you know, or something has had that you're like, this is, this is good. Like, yeah. Or shaped like, your whole, dude, I mean, shaped your life, you know, Cindy's story. Okay. All I wanted was a banana tree. Yeah. And I ended up with Vaughn's lounge. Right. Right. So like, that that is the story you know that's that's oh, for sure she set it up yeah she fucking nailed it and, and you know she, so good. she's telling these stories she's an expert at this shit oh yeah you know and i mean she's got more and i want to interview cindy like a thousand times that was such an easy breezy just like incredible time okay i want to do something real quick okay. i just thought this all right, we're going to pause for a second. And yeah. I, and I want to, I'm just going to clip in real quick what, what Cindy said right after the interview was done. Okay. That was fun. That was fucking awesome. I like that shit. All right. Now, well, the, she, she basically, because Howie can't hear it. Yeah. But, hear but it. listener, you can hear it. But she just was like, I, I forget. She's like, that fucking, that was fucking fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she said, that shit's fun. Yeah, she's like, my hangover is gone. <laughs> But uh, so, uh, I mean, it's real, though. I hope that us doing this podcast, if anything, just takes some of that, um, some of that labor of like feeling the need to always be reliving these stories because you don't want to forget them. Just make it a little easier of like it's down. No one's going to forget about your legacy and forget about all the incredible things you've been through and what you've done. It's here. It's here. It's here. Yeah. That's the coolest part about doing the podcast, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it, 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 it's, it's wonderful to be able to go and talk to people and mm-hmm. hear their stories. I want to do more of these remote. Yeah. Interviews. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah. And you, you can hear in the inter- you can hear in the interview. There's also background sound. Yeah, um, the bar is open. Yeah, the bar is open, <laughs> and there's background sound, and we're using dynamic mics, so they pick up some of the sound mm-hmm. ar- around, which which I think is good. You know, you can hear yeah. what we're saying, but you know, it started to get a little busier as the, yeah. as the interview <laughs> went on, and which is good, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you can hear some of that sound, but it, I think that's good. It, it's the same thing with our with the live music. Um, that you hear from Miss Martha, you know, you can hear the people chatting and you can hear, you know, what's going on in the bar. I think that's why so many people that don't live in New Orleans, I always hear about that being a huge amount of the people that listen to the podcast. And I think it it is because it really gives, you can really feel like you're here, even with the music, because it's all live recordings. You're like, oh, you can close your eyes and imagine that you're in New Orleans at BJ's. Yeah. Even if you're in wherever you're living now, you know. Yeah. It, it, it is it is uh that's what we try to do that you mm-hmm. know that's what we aspire to do is to is to provide uh li- you listener with uh a sense of um a, an authentic picture of, yeah. of what's going on like the tvs at the dbas in new york yeah, and yeah, new Orleans. yeah. <laughs> Th- this is this is what hopefully you know you get a picture of what is really happening here mm-hmm. um we try not to bullshit too much um no you know but uh 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 i think we're having we're having fun with it hey what's up benjamin <laughs> he's selling crew of drew t-shirts oh shit. we got a sale oh uh, yeah th- here's a little shout out okay. we have crew of drew uh t-shirts they're badass yeah uh, a black white uh black light makes them light up and stuff oh shit um, okay and we have uh, the annual soiree for a crew of Drew on Friday before uh, Friday of Mardi Gras weekend. Um, and guess right. who, guess who's playing? 
I don't know you. Rough seven. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> but guess who's playing after that? I don't know. 79ers gang. Oh, shit. Cool. Okay. It's happening. Hello. Damn. Yeah, yeah that's that's uh, Friday of Mardi Gras weekend. Okay. Saturday of Mardi Gras weekend is Sabine McCalla. Beautiful. Okay. And Sam Doors. Yeah. Um, and uh, Osamu Tante's cover band. Oh, fuck yeah. Hello. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch them at the at the print shop cover show, so I'm excited to see that. Five bucks. Five bucks for the patch. Um, and then uh, Sunday is Danger Danger. Awesome. Which is also Super Bowl Sunday, and they're going to do it to, uh, like a whole like theatrical uh, riff on the Super Bowl. Um, Love and th- it. And Are they going to be like, you know, in pads running through the crowd? Probably shit like that. If yeah. you're not, you probably should. Yeah, they will. <laughs> and then uh, I know we're doing the calendar. This is f- this is further down. But yeah. uh, and then uh, Monday night, mm-hmm. Lundi Gras, J.J. Adams. OK. Greasy Alice. Yeah. And Whip Appeal. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Dude. Okay. That's a fucking... I probably weekend. won't make it. I'm going to be... I'm going to be on my <laughs> on the, my flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> and then Tuesday is is going to be our backyard. Yes. We set up a PA and a, and a microphone and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, an amp and people come. If all, you've all been through some shit during <laughs> Mardi Gras week, yeah. let it out. Come enjoy the the backyard. Yeah. Ninth Ward backyard. Um, we can right. burn some of that wood. Well... Yo, um, I guess we're going to do the calendar, huh? Yeah, let's do the calendar. I mean, that, that was a calendar of Mardi Gras weekend, but we're going to give you the next two weeks. Um, right after this song. Mm-hmm. By Miss Martha. No. Who's singing this one? Teddy. Me and Teddy. Oh, really? It's a calendar song. Oh, I thought you meant the outro song. No. Get there, Howie. Uh, sorry, man. I don't know. I'm just here hanging out. <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> All right. Take it away, Teddy. our calendar for our BJ's Lounge. Wait, um, what day is it today? And this is for the second two weeks of January 2024. Okay. Are we starting on Tuesday? Uh, yeah, let's start on Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday, the 16th, Bruzy's Bottoms Up Open Mic. Um, one incredible night. Oh my God, it's blowing up. It's blowing up. Last week was unhinged totally. in a great, beautiful way. Yeah. I sold t-shirt, hand-drawn t-shirts. I'll probably be doing that again. Come by. Yeah. Um, but this is a PSA. The open mic at BJ's Lounge. Uh, although we love stand-up comedians, and I do actually have a lot of respect for them because I think it's one of the most badass crafts to have because you really have nothing backing you. Not an instrument, yeah. not anything. It's just you up there. It takes guts. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. But this is not a stand-up open mic. Um, it's too hard to do the sound with the music. It's just all in all too unhinged. And so, yeah, we love y'all. Come drink with us. But this is a music, performance art, open mic. And we can't wait to see y'all there. Yeah. Except for James. Yeah, James. James, you're always allowed to do your stand-up because you're family. And 
you, you were doing it before the PSA came. So. Yeah, yeah, and yours, yours lasts like 30 seconds. Yeah, yours is like one subway joke and it's over. So. Yeah, yeah. We love you, James. Never stop. But um, And it's also a, a queer forward open mic. Queer forward, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so Where are all the homies at? Yeah. I know all of you make music. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, that's coming from Brucey. He has really uh, taken that open mic and it has skyrocketed. Um, and it's in, you know, God bless him. You know, he's had like 30 people. Like it's as crazy. It was like 30 signups so, last like, week. So like, you yeah. know, you got to get here early and, and get signed up. And yeah, um, I think we're going to do like a two song max situation. And, the, and there's really not room for stand up. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, BJ's is a, is a, you know, we, we do music, but enough is enough said what's happening. Yeah. yeah. What's we appreciate what y'all do. Just not there. Not here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, the anyways, mo- the movie nights are uh, what's Miyazaki. It? Yeah, yeah, you should come. Yeah, I mi- mean, if nobody else knows, uh, he's retiring. Miyazaki films. He just released the last one. So n- come and watch all of his beautiful, beautiful films. Yeah, and you'll be if you check our Instagram, you'll see what's next uh, this Wednesday yeah, and, the, and the next and the following Wednesday. But Miyazaki, not Mizayaki, no. as I put in the Instagram. I don't know shit about <laughs> anime or any of that. That's but, okay. Um, but, uh, we, you know. Everyone knows. Everyone yeah, knows what yeah. you mean. Um, Thursdays, Sally Baby, Silver Dollar. Yeah, Sally Baby, Silver Dollar. You this is great. This is one of those things that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it is. Sabine po- set it up or something? Uh, Ashley uh, Hooper. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. She texted me and she said, you got to get these guys. And it's just a four piece um, and it's a it's a jazz blues combo. Yeah. And uh, Sally, baby, Sally, this motherfucker can sing. Yeah. It sounds like um, Velvet. It sounds like Velvet. You it sounds like mean? it sounds like Amy fucking Winehouse. It is very. I mean, yeah. I'm like. I mean, the fabric Velvet, not like a band named yeah, Velvet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I heard you. <laughs> Um, don't miss it. I mean, it's free show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's just a fifty cent upcharge on drinks, you know. Cool. Uh, and it, it, but check it out for real. You know what you can do is come and check out Corey Henry. Oh shit! Yeah, and then, and then sneak Avons. over, and sneak yeah. over for, for for some Sally Baby and go back to. I mean, that's that's how you should be rolling, anyways. Yeah, yeah. You should be rolling back and forth all the time, man. Definitely. You know, I mean, that, that walking is. Good yeah, for us. Get your steps in, dog. We're just, you know, wandering, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Friday, the 19th, Video Age, Esther Rose, and The Tangle. Yes. Video Age, uh, we mentioned this on the last episode because uh, this is so big time. Mm-hmm. Um, video Age is a really great kind of pop. Uh, it's hard to explain. It's a little electronic, okay. but a, like little, a, little, a little disco indie okay, kind of cool. thing. Uh, a lot of falsetto singing, a lot of grooves. And then Esther Rose, of course. If you don't know who Esther Rose is, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, dog. She's doing really good. Yeah, she is. And uh, she's going to be coming into New Orleans and she's joining that bill. That is going to be, it's going to be a blowout. So make sure you get here early for that because that could be capacity. Come on, y'all. Me and Jesse will be behind the bar. I could sell out. Um, Saturday, Tuba Skinny and Charlie and the Tropicales. And um, an amazing lineup. Those two are, we commonly get them on the same bill because mm-hmm. they fit so well together. Um, legends. Just legends and even better together. They're just awesome. So That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah they, they are. They really Yeah, fit. no, I believe it. Um, so come down for that. Uh, Sunday is Swamp Pop Sundays with Big John and the Excellos every Sunday. Again, I... 
gosh, I just can't. We are just hitting on all cylinders right now. Yeah. I mean, it is just really every night has been something really wonderful. Um, it is nice. We're also having like a diverse of types of music, which is really nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love all of them, but it's nice to have a lot of different shit. I mean, look, I, you don't got to come to BJ's every night, but you could come here every night and, and it would and see be, something. It new. would be good. Yeah. I mean, we're we are. Uh, this is the best thing lineup I've ever seen for for BJ's. I mean, it's just we're and, stepping it up. And, you know, it's the thing is, it's very hard around here. You know, we're in a residential area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I, uh, if it's going to be during a school night, I, I have to get music that, you know, that that my neighbors aren't going to hear in their house. Totally. And yeah. Because it has to be a low volume thing. And and it's just so happens that what we have right now is just right for that. It's not loud yeah. music. Mm-mm. It's not loud. It's nice, you know, but it's, it's powerful. Yeah. I but mean, we like loud music too. We just can't always do it. Yeah. We try to, we really try to keep it low and, and somehow, uh, all these things have, have come together to where we have all these great, powerful acts mm-hmm. and none of, you know, none of it's super loud. It's, it's all, it's, it's, it's great. We're keeping so, the peace. So uh, can you tell I'm excited? I can't tell you're excited. <laughs> like, fuck I mean, yeah. hell yeah. You know, you're booking these bands. You're excited about it. Well, it's like, your craft. I think that's fucking great. It's really wonderful. Yeah. So show up. Yeah. Support all this hard work. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a week. That's it. You know? All right. Um, well, uh, we love you. We love you a lot. Um, I hope you uh, are as awestruck with Cindy and with Martha and with the podcast as we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd throw us we're in there too. Why not? 15 episodes, man. Yeah, 15. Yeah. Um, we're coming up on, well, a year uh, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have a couple few more months. Um, but... We thank you for listening. Um, tell your friends about it. Share it with people. Yeah. Um, w- our numbers are growing every every episode. It's it's wonderful. Um, yeah, we appreciate y'all. Um, and um, you know, uh, from the King Room at to BJ, you at BJ's <laughs> Lounge, your Ninth Ward living room, we are sending you our love. Mm-hmm. So you all go out and and have a good couple weeks, and uh, we'll be releasing something else pretty soon. Yeah, drip your pipes, y'all. 20 degrees. Yeah. Don't forget. Drip your pipes. Drip your pipes. Bye. Bye. Two young lovers running wild
Corey, y'all think I'm in charge. I wish if I had two dozen roses and an open bottle of wine, if I really could have hung the moon, would it change your mind? That's all. <laughs> Sorry. That was fun. That was fucking awesome. I like that shit. You tell stories really good. <laughs>